I'm going to give him a quick intro and then we'll jump into everything else. Um, so everybody, welcome back to episode, Drew, you weren't here for the last one, so what's this, episode 9 or 10? I don't know, I wasn't here. Okay, so um, on this episode we have T. Garcia, he's an AC graduate of 2019 and a Mount St. Mary's College graduate of 2023. Um, he is a forward in soccer, I believe, and he is the CEO of Ascent Sporting Innovations. And a fun fact about him is he hates ice cream. Uh, so T, <laughs> man, well, welcome to the podcast, uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you, thank you. Just as a disclaimer, I think that was some good digging. That was from one of my uh, player introductions, <laughs> and th- I think in that introduction, I panicked and I didn't know what to say. That kind of caught me off guard, and I saw my roommate across from me eating ice cream, and it wasn't a flavor I liked. It was chocolate. I hate chocolate ice cream, and I just panicked and said that. And so, d- so do you enjoy, enjoy any ice cream or only <laughs> dish know, like chocolate? I'm, I'm a big ice cream guy. So, oh really? So, so oh, saying really? that, so saying that was just it was just it was just panic. I just didn't know what to say, and I saw him eating my least favorite ice cream, and I was like, oh, I don't like ice cream. No kidding, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, so real quick, can you give us a little background on Ascent Sporting and what your guys' goal and mission is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. um I think that the best way to tell this story is it's, it's two different stories, right? There's the story of the company and then the, the story of the product. So for the story of the company, uh, at the Mount, we have an entrepreneurship major. It's uh, you know, a four-year major. You know, it's really rare to have just entrepreneurship. And I transferred into Mount St. Mary's my uh, spring freshman year, so COVID actually. And I had this when I transferred in, I transferred in to play at the Division One soccer program. But, you know, another reason was this entrepreneurship major. And it was it was really interesting because I had this idea and I wanted to pursue it. You know, I still have a, a drawing of it, of, of this of this insert that I had. But, you know, the story, the company, it's it's, it's hope and promise. Right. It's, it's the pursuit that this might be this, the genesis of something great. Right. That we might be onto something here. And when I was going out and forming my board, going out and f- getting investors, you know, team members, you know, et cetera, b- building this startup, it, it was all just might and could. And now, you know, we're, we, we filed a patent, you know, we got an investment, you know, we're incorporated, we're a C-Corp. Um, we, we got a great board, we have great connections, we know the next steps, you know, might and could. It, it's not that anymore, it's, you know, we're on to something, we're doing it, you know, we're going after it. And, you know, for us, the, the way we, you know, envision we're going to go after it, you know, it's, it's with our product, right? You know, you know for, for the company, you know, we want to we wanna develop products that are in the service of others, right? We want to empower the users to, to go out and, and, and do their normal day activities, you know, and, and, and have uh, products that would, you know, help them do those activities. And, and for us, uh, that, that was the you know, in the form of a structurally sound, like, you know, insole, you know, with a value add of, uh, of thermoregulation, so heating or cooling. Um, you is know, that with, only for sporting, or is it so, could as someone every day used yeah, to that? Yeah, so the, the big thing when you're, when you're developing a product is you can't look at what's in front of you. You know, because I'm a soccer player, what's the first thing I'm going to think about? Soccer. Exactly. Sports. Sports. Let's think bigger. Athletic footwear, right? And if you only think about athletic footwear, you're limiting yourself, mm-hmm. right, to to the to the growth of the invention and to your potential total addressable market, right? Yep. So you gotta think lateral. You gotta think wide. You gotta think about the other markets out there. What are they? Healthcare, hunting, winter, skiing, snowboarding, those kind of stuff. U.S. You know, U.S. military. You gotta think lateral. 
And when you do that, not only does, you know, your valuation, you know, go up, your, uh, your product becomes universal, right? The way we describe a product isn't an athletic footwear, right? It's an orthopedic insert with a value add of thermal regulation, right? And that can be applied to, you know, XYZ. Um, and identifying, you know, what XYZ is, you know, it's part of the reason why I brought, you know, uh, this past semester, you know, when we filed our patent, you know, we realized that defining what our total addressable market is, going down to figure out what's our, you know, serviceable, serviceable available market, and then going down even further down to get a serviceable obtainable market. You know, to do those things, we needed to grab, you know, interns. And that's why I grabbed uh, me and uh, me and Kobrix, uh, one of our high school friends, my, one of my best friend, Anthony Drag6. Uh, he's a captain at Villanova. He, uh, I brought him in as our CFO to lead these interns to to, to go out and, and and find you know what is the 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 potential here like define it give like give us justifiable numbers to go out and do it, and you know they're in the process of doing that right now and they're making a lot of headway. So, um, yeah, that's uh that's kind of the story right there. When when you started the product, did you start with a problem that you were having or? Did you see a problem other people were having and you said, okay, well, hey, can I find a solution to this? Or how did, how did the start of the product come up into play? So the start of the product was just, you know, I was going out, I was getting like cold, I was getting, uh, my feet were freezing, you know, and, you know, Mount St. Mary's is on a mountain, you know, and the winter gets cold, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's just, it was one of those things where, you know, you looked at other footwear uh inserts that that heat you know they're either battery powered no athlete's gonna wear that no and they were uh paper thin like a like like that piece of carpet right there if you crumbled it up it was just gonna stay in your foot no athlete's gonna wear that right you can't go on a you can't climb a you can't climb a huge mountain and you're gonna and you're gonna have that piece of paper it's gonna distract you right like that that's what i mean about empowering users in the service of others right we we want to create products that allow them to perform their daily activities without without worrying about not even knowing it's there right? without even knowing it's there right exactly that's awesome man no i so i i was trying to look into it and then i, I was like i'm like so i i don't know if it was the article that i had read and i i had taken it as it was for athletes but no i, I mean this is amazing that you could use it in like you were saying in hunting in skiing yeah in reg i guess the, if you are in a colder environment in regular day uses yeah the the cool thing for us is i, I believe one of the I believe by next week it should be out. So drugstore news is uh is big like like Walmart, CVS, Walgreens like their like pharmacy newsletter, drugstore news. They're gonna pick up our story and it's gonna be like marketed towards like the the o- OTC like over the counter use for a product. Right? Okay. Oh nice. Um and uh and we're kind of being discreet about it. You know, <laughs> the reason I didn't bring it in today. You know, it was, yeah, we're yeah. still we're still going through that patent process. So there's still some stuff that you know I'm not gonna fully disclose, but. But like the basis of it, right? You know, being an orthopedic insert that has a value out of heat transfer of some component. You know. So I, I got a quick question because yeah. I don't think we well, answered that at the beginning. Um, what is the? Pro- I mean, clearly it's an insert. For yeah, yeah. What is the product and what are what does it do? What does it do? Yeah. So others? I mean, it, it's it's an it's an insert and you know it provides heating and cooling and you know as far, right now as, as as much as I can disclose we can just say it's it's without a battery right now so okay. th- there's so it's okay. a sole insert that yeah it, essentially it can, heats or cools yep. better than yep. the competitors yep exactly awesome no yeah, that's amazing um what what do you think your end goal with the product is do you think you want to expand the company into smaller products from there or do you think you're only going to pursue with, with at least with its with a scent 
uh, at least just this. Insert. So, so with ascent, you know, we're we're approaching a crossroads where we're either gonna, uh, you know, partner with another company, okay, whether that be acquisition to to you know build it out or or take on like a large series investment and uh, do it ourselves. We're we're uh, we're moving forward though, so we definitely wanted to finish the press releases and then get our patent, and then we'll we will make that decision. You know, when it comes down to it's going to depend on finances, resources the actual you know potential acquisition group the potential investor gonna variety of different factors but we're just focused on you know the here and now right now when you were breaking down um trying to find your market mm-hmm. I, i'm gonna make an assumption here that you took a population of some area mm-hmm. and then broke it down to who you could who were willing to buy it and then a population who would buy it or did yeah. you go yeah. i mean i so, assume you went into deeper so, so i'll let you take it so you know i know my uh I know my CFO Anthony Drag Six listening to this right now. And, and if I if I botch this, I'm gonna get an earful. But but um but basically what they're doing is exactly what you said. So we call it like a you know Tam, Sam, and Sam. So you need to identify your total addressable market, right? So I think I rattled off like six, right? Um, athletic footwear, healthcare, and let's just take hiking, right? You have those three markets. You need to define what's your addressable market within those three, right? Once you define your addressable market, then you got to go down to what's your serviceable available market. In hiking, where does how what's the percent of like footwear in hiking, right? Okay. That you know that that's your serviceable available, and then what's your obtainable, right? You got to add discounts to what you can actually get. Okay. And then that's your serviceable obtainable market. So you go, it's called top down, right? Your um, top down method. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. 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 And, and that's how you kind of get like valuation of like. It's valuation of our company since this is our asset. And then, are you doing angel investors? Or yeah, how is yeah. It? Okay. So, so, so we're an angel funded business. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, uh, what's your, um, I guess, liability with that? You know, what's what's the risk you're taking here? I mean, it's not it's not for me. It's it's the investor. So angel, oh, sure, inv- sure. So so angel investments typically, it's like you go to a casino, you're gonna lose your money, and you mm-hmm. have to accept that that money's just. It's gone right. It's gone. Now, right? It's gone. It's gone. Right. But there's potential for it. Yeah, to and and and, come and, back and, and, full. and whatever that is, right? You know, it's uh, you know, that's just ins- you know, but 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 that's what those people do. Those the reason called the angels. They take risks. Yeah. Um. Did you guys do any? Are you going to do any crowdfunding or no? No, no. We're 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 sorted right now with our okay. angel funding. So Good. we're we're in a really comfortable spot. Awesome, man. And when you walked up, um, I'm gonna turn courses here yeah, a little bit away from the business. No. So you're graduating in this spring from yep. Mount Saint Mary, yep. correct? Yep. Yep. All right. So what we we hear you're entrepreneur, you're doing <laughs> awesome. So what's the next step? Is it an MBA program? Because I assume you're getting your bachelor's now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In entrepreneurship. Yeah. So um, the next steps for me in terms of in terms of academics, it's gonna be it's gonna be on pause. I, I know, you know, for a while I wanted to really pursue a top fifteen MBA and. And obviously, with the company, with filing a patent, being a lead inventor, being the CEO, getting angel funding—you know—a lot of doors can open up in terms of academics. Um, but right now, I need to—I'm going to stay grounded and, and focus on the business. You know, like I said, there's a crossroads approaching, and I need to be locked in for when that happens. And that's probably going to be in the summer, late summer, early fall. So, for me, that's all I'm focusing on right now is just seeing the business through. To you know, to to you know, probably wherever our point B is. Good man, that's amazing. Um, do you have anything? No, good. Oh, um, I'm, so the next thing I wanted to ask, and I, I asked someone, I've been asking people just in general, what do you think is 
a successful habit that every up-and-coming entrepreneur needs to have? That's a, that's a very good question. We can come Probably, back to it. Probably. No, no, no. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an important question, I think. Um, and there's no right or yeah, wrong yeah, answer. Yeah, no, no, like, no. It's, um, I'll probably, I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it, I'll give you a poem. Okay. Um, by, uh, there's this, uh, this is a German, uh, there's a German poet named, uh, William, um, William Goethe. Uh, I believe there's a Wolfgang in there maybe. Um, he's, uh, he was a poet from like the late 1700s, early 1800s. Um, a lot of our literary techniques are, you know, used by him, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, his, um, his poem, one of his poems is called On Commitment. And that to me, every entrepreneur needs to not only read it, but embody it. So On Commitment, it's a short poem, so everyone should read it. But there's three real big sections, right? The first part describes what happens when there's hesitancy. If you have hesitancy, you're always going to be hold back. It's always going to be a stopping point. Everyone in entrepreneurship a lot of people you heard, heard a diamond dozen. The first step, you just gotta act, right? Mm-hmm. But but that's not enough. You gotta act and burn the boats, right? Take a look at like Julius Caesar, you know Cortez, like this conquistador, um, like Sean Zhu from like Art of War. Like they they always talk about burning the boats. You can't because if you have a way out, then you, it's it's very hard to succeed if you're not commit. You know if you don't have commitment. Yep. The next part of the poem, the middle part, it's really special. It says um. When you commit, providence moves too. So luck, like divine luck, all that kind of stuff, it, it's on your side, right? Like the universe is going to reward you for committing, right? And then the last part, it says, you know, boldness is the essence of, you know, genius um, and magic and, and, and power, you know? You got to be bold. And um, this, this poem that describes, you know, the commitment, right? Full commitment, you know, the idea that you're going to go out and even if it fails, right, you're going to do it. Because at, at least with failure, you know, if, if my business completely failed, I can at least say, I know how to talk to investors. You I know, learned so much. Yeah, I learned so much, right? There's, yeah, and I've talked to I hate using the word failure. I, you know, I would rather use learned. I would la- rather use something positive from that. Like, if you're going to mess up, at least find where you messed up, why you messed up. Turn around, pivot, and try again. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Or, or do something new, but don't just don't. Yeah. It's it's like the the saying with the cat. The cat touched the hot stove once and then never sat on the stove again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You know, it's, I I just view commitment as such an important aspect, right? You gotta have, and you know, to do to to be committed, you know, you need to have, uh, you need to have like a vocation, right? You need to be, you need to believe what you're doing because vocation drives passion, and when you have passion, then that's when commitment goes, right? So you need to be, you need to have a vacation for whatever you're going to commit. But when you do it, you got to make sure you're all in. Agreed. No, I, I think if you're just if you're taking one foot in, one foot out, it, it's it's not going to work. Never going to work. The, the man, the work. man that chases two rabbits, huh, he catches none. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to say anything on that, or? Um, I do want to touch on what you said there about you hate the word failure. I don't think you should hate failure because. Well, if you don't fail, then you won't learn, right? I don't think you can interchange those two. I think they come with each other. Well, that's what I mean. So not not hate failure. I hate the word failure. I would rather replace failure with learn or replace failure with experience or something like that instead of saying, 
oh man, I failed. I I, well, I experienced. Sure, it. if you think if if put it this way, if you failed and all you got from it was you failed, then you're looking at it wrong. Right? Yes, you yes, need to yes, look yes, at yeah. why you failed, how you failed, what you can do better the next time. Right. Fail 100%. forward and stuff like that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, do you have any, was there any bad habits you picked up over college that you think slowed you down while creating the business? Uh, yeah, definitely. I guess, well, yeah, what yeah. were some of your failures? Yeah, within, yeah. <laughs> within <laughs> starting that process? <laughs> or we can jump in that, or yeah, we can jump yeah, right yeah, to. Yeah, no, no, I mean, I, for, for me, you know, in college, it's very easy to. It's very easy to fall in line, per se, and for me, it's not. It was a you know that that's probably you know a very bad habit was not accepting my own behavioral pattern. So, so what I mean by that is if you so anybody right, there's a thing called like a disc trait square right. So there's four traits: dominant influencer steady compliant right now i'm an id so i'm an influencer dominant so i like telling ideas and then forming teams to go do it and if i have to lead i'll lead dominance my second trait right i'd rather just talk ideas college for me you need to be compliant and steady and that's not to say that's wrong because it's very successful people that's in finance um and um, engineers and doctors and, and you know we need all those things but for me that wasn't a behavioral pattern so a bad habit that I was doing was I wasn't accepting, you know, the my qualities that I already had, right? I wasn't actively pursuing them. And, you know, that that's good. But that led to a second problem, which led to my first big failure, which was I didn't because – so to go back, so you have dominant, influencer, steady, compliant. My influencer dominant trait means that compliance is the least – favorite category that i like <laughs> yep. and to build a product you need an uber amount of <laughs> compliance right so to for me a lot of the product was stalled early on because there was just this reluctancy there was this unwillingness to go out and be compliant and build this thing right i wanted to uh just outsource it right Wh whether it was like overseas or trying to build right and i ended up not doing that i ended up having 3d printers designing it in-house right and we actually we got like more teams and got involved but it was all done in-house right and you had yakum join you on that one right <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll get into it yeah yakum <laughs> yeah yeah no, no he's he's great he's uh he's our technician so he takes care and makes sure all the equipment's you know nice and shiny and you know working when you know it's not because you know 3d printers aren't you know fun sometimes but but no like it's you know, it was it was making sure that I, I, I learned to be compliant, right? Because I hated it, right? So, you know, my first failure was not embracing my own traits and, and thinking them as not worthy. But they are. They just weren't, you know, particularly useful in college and for me. And then once I did that, I was too harped on that. I was too focused, right? You can't just stay in your behavioral patterns. You got to branch out or otherwise you're not going to succeed. You know, you need, for me, I need compliance. Yeah. And someone who's compliant steady, Right. Let's say they're compliance steady. They're in finance. Right. Brilliant mathematician. They can like execute high level trading. Right. On a daily basis to get clients. They need to be extroverted. They got to go out and get them. Right. Otherwise, whose money are they managing? Right. And successful people are able to understand what their behavioral pattern is and break from it. And part of my failures early on was not understanding that, you know, internally and then externally. Did any part of you think that was like you're not good enough for that? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, at the, 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 I mean, with the first failure of not embracing my traits, yeah, you know, it was, you know, I, I would be in like calculus, and and, and it would, and I, I would just think to myself, why, why am I like this? Self-doubting yourself. Yeah, yeah. Self-doubt, right? Why, why am I thinking? Why not? How? Yeah. No. You do you, do you think your team the it, with the ascent team? Do you think the guys that are with you and the girls that are I, do you, yeah, yeah, some, okay. yeah. Um, do you think that they have helped with that? Because um, I assume you know I, the likelihood of you stepping in a room with six to seven people yeah, yeah. that all have the same personality oh, yeah. traits is so, very slim. So so I always joke around that I have the worst behavioral pattern. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I tend to surround myself with all um, dominance dominant compliance. I, I really. Whether that's flipped or, or not, so dominant compliance or compliant dominance, you know that that's the majority of our team um, that that have some like level of trait in there. Okay. Uh, because they they have uh, excuse my cuss, but you know GSD, you know they have a get shit done mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and when push comes to shove, you know if if I tell an outlandish idea, their first thought, and to be fair, this is buying in, right? They buy, they break out of their patterns. They see I'm an influencer, but they have enough trust in me to think, okay, outlandish idea. How do we go do it? <laughs> okay. No, that's awesome. Um, do you have any personal goals for this year? And I'll, I'll go, I'll jump somewhere yeah, else yeah. after that. But this year, do you have, what's a, what's a big personal goal that, you know, maybe other people may be able to help you with? Because <laughs> I, I think that it's always good to have goals, and I think it's yeah, good to tell yeah, yeah. people them and have accountability yeah, yeah. partners. No, um, definitely. Like involved with the business, or just just, hey, in, just gen- in general. Just in general. Go go ahead. So yeah. let's step away from business yeah, yeah, and go yeah. ahead personal. So, what's what's a big thing for you personally this so year? Personal goals. I definitely want to. I definitely want to run like a half marathon, a full marathon. Oh yeah, De- definitely want to do that. You want to hear a cool story? I lay it on me, man. So back to you were telling me about burning the boats, and um, so I hate running. I I really don't enjoy working out, but <laughs> I, I work out a lot. Um, and I had went running. God, what was that? That was beginning of January. Yeah, it was about a month or so ago. And I woke up. My mom, she's training for a marathon, um, and we were supposed to run a half marathon that day. Yeah. And we got about twelve miles in, and I'm uh. like, you know, I'm gonna run a marathon today. I'm just gonna whatever. I'm gonna do another fourteen, and yeah. we're just gonna go, go, go. Um, so I went and I did another eight and I got the 20 and oh my God, man, I couldn't do it. I couldn't finish. Uh-huh. Um, and my mom, she was in her car. She was waiting for me to just quit. And that goes back to that burning the boats. If she, I think, Commitment. I, I love my mom, believe me, but I think if she wasn't there in that moment, I probably would have finished his last six if it was crawling to the finish yeah. line. But no, I, I encourage you to go do a. A yeah. little half marathon, yeah, man. They're they're yeah. they're good times. They're good. If yeah, if you want a running partner, yeah, yeah, call no, me up, man. I'll no, meet you anywhere no, and run no, with no. you. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, running's a very, it's a very um, important part of my life because there is I'm on the phone or sitting down the majority of my day trying to talk to someone, convince someone, network with someone. So to go out and run, it's it's really helpful and it helps with other stuff. You know, I I practice my pitches when I run. So okay, that, which is. Um, it's a funny story because you know when you do that when you pitch when you run you're tired right so even when I'm tired and like I've had a pitch under unfavorable uh, circumstances before and it just even when I was tired it just felt like I was just gonna fall into it and that you know that's because of like you know running and stuff so you know it, it means a lot to me and I, and I want to really test myself so 
been trying to get out there, put put some miles. I'm doing like four a day right now. So you know, oh, ho- wow. hopefully, hopefully we can, you know, bump that up to the six because that's like four. I'm like, oh, I'm tired now. So, <laughs> so hopefully, yeah, hopefully maybe like don't, six. Don't six. get stuck in the completion. Yeah, area. yeah, yeah. I know. Bump I know. it up here. Yeah, I know. I think I got a. I think this may be motivation to actually try five tomorrow. Hey man, right, you know? D- hey, give it six. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, give it six. I, there we go. I think I dragged him a little bit into the working out and. He the did a fitness bit. world. He he did drag me into the fitness world some. You know, there's a I'm, I'm out of, I'm out of the soccer game now, so it's it's very um, it, it's weird not you know having like a someone there's there's this end motivational goal right like there's no more external motivation it's all intrinsic which made it very difficult <laughs> to no. actually go out and and to do it but then. You know, you, but but you know that's I think that gives you more motivation because if you can go out and do it when you don't want to do it, you know I've never really had that problem because I'm like oh like you need to do this you need to like be in shape for you know preseason or whatever but now it's not so more now you don't have that that reliability of yeah, yeah, having yeah, to yeah, do yeah. that task yeah. like half, now you have right? to do it on your own yeah right? yeah yeah hundred percent hundred percent and that, that, the motivation stuff's good and then once you get that motivation you got to build the discipline of it yeah, you, you have to have the discipline to just keep going just and keep, keep going, doing it keep, keep um, after it where I mean working out for me for the last year or two has just been I mean it's been probably the biggest part of my life and the biggest part of where I'm at now yeah yeah um I it's it's been a journey to say the least yeah so it's it's been pretty amazing do yeah. you do any weightlifting or just cardio based uh, you stuff? know i had a i had a I had a big moment the other day probably bigger than my company i uh oh I, I was able to get up 225 on a bench <laughs> oh yeah brother hey. that's yeah. what's up my yeah. man yeah it was probably the biggest adrenaline rush i've ever had oh man it's exciting <laughs> ain't it it was it was like 4 p.m at any time fitness and i'm just like let's go <laughs> Alone, or you had somebody no, with you? I was, I was with people. So oh, okay, that's even better. You got witnesses at least. We, we can fact check that. Remember yeah, that. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't go, say there something. There we go. Um, back to kind of your life. Yeah. How important? And the article had mentioned yeah. it. So you know, if someone has read the article and they're listening mm-hmm. to this, they're all, yep, they'll yep. already know the answer. How important are mentors to you? Oh, it's, it's extremely important. Yeah. <laughs> the most important aspect of any entrepreneur or anybody trying to do anything really um anybody that's 21 that thinks that they know everything even if they could be a millionaire and i'll look them in the eye and tell them they're lying because they lack probably one of the quintessential aspects of life experience can't 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 make up experience no nope. can't it's just impossible right it's time and you know for me when i was you know building out my team having a mentor was extremely important uh, shout out mike weisong he's a ceo of care pharmaceuticals a pharmaceutical drug company um they just had a great year there they're fastest uh, they're the fastest growing retail drug chain in america right now which oh, is really, wow. yeah which awesome. is pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool um but no i like talk to him all the time well i have to because of the business and um so that that's really cool and um and then even my investor right you know we we when i was like going around trying to find suitors it, it was really important for me to make sure that i found someone that was not only gonna you know provide capital but was gonna provide structure and and, and, and ideas and and, and being an advisor be a part of and your a team mentor yeah a part of the team not, right? not just throwing money not just throwing money yeah exactly exactly right? and um there, there's just there's just so many other people that have been involved and you know I could, I could rattle a list but the, the cool part about the best part about 
the business I do right now is the fact that I can just, whenever I want to talk to them, which is huge, huge, the biggest asset I have, right? Uh, like, how do you value a company with no cash flow like ours? The people, not the product, because products can change, come and go. Mm-hmm. Can't make up the people. The people's what values. And, you know, I'm, I've been blessed to, to have a great team, you know, even down to the interns, right? You know, that, that, that all provide value, but, but, but the mentors that, that, that I've been formed and it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing. Where do you guys operate out of? Just, you know, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> there's no worse. I no, didn't no, know if you guys yeah, had no, an no, office no, or anything. No, yeah. no, no there's, there's no real need. I'm, I'm, I'm sure if we took on investment, I mean, we have to, right? If, if we took on like a bit, like a seven figure series A round, uh, like in venture capital, then, then, then obviously we will. Um, but, but for now, like I, like I said, we're just, you know, we're focused on getting our intellectual property and All getting this P and everything. Yeah, getting so this do, you, PR right. do you do a lot of zoom calls and meetings like that? Or do you like actually go out and meet? I, I like places? to, I like to go out and meet yeah. people, you know, I, I, I like to, I like to, I feel business is better done in person. Yep, that, that was our big thing. Like when we started this, it was, Hey, are we going to, if we have the opportunity to have someone, someone like super, we were talking like someone super famous or anything. Right. Like, and but, it was a but they live in different, uh, different states. Would we do it? And I don't want to. I, I think it takes away from everything. Mm-hmm. I think that you I have to be. Do <laughs> I don't. I mean, look. There, I, I, think I was like, if an opportunity like that presents itself, but how I'm, could you turn it down? But yeah. like for you, right? Yeah. If you were like, hey, could we do Zoom call? I'd be like, I don't know, man. Like yeah. The, the, yeah. the interaction that yeah. we have here yeah. is so much different than yeah. we would get over a Zoom call or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, um, I'm a favor. I'm with you. I, I favor you, the in-person. So, so I'm going to tell you something funny about that. So based on that like 15 second discussion i could tell you're an influencer dominant because you're focused so if <laughs> someone uh give me give me someone famous drew someone famous yeah um i, I don't know mark Wahlberg. all right so we, so we got so we got you got <laughs> they listen to this podcast and they think oh this t garcia guy it's good i want to go down too and um mark comes into town well he doesn't he goes to la and, and he hops on the zoom right drew what do you value about what do you value about getting on a podcast with mark Wahlberg. what do i value um the opportunity and influence you could bring the opportunity right the right. task like the actual physical act of doing it right yeah you said you valued the interaction right influencers love the idea of what it is right you know the the romance of it right mm-hmm. the idea that you can sit down look that person in the eye and convey a relationship right whereas you're focused on the value yeah. right the value of having like a Mark Wahlberg right in there and you know I think that's you know it, it says a lot that this is a you know you guys are gonna have like a really good podcast and really business relationship here because you know you, you want those you know that's the chemistry the different chemistry, the different chemistry. Well. Yeah. It, it has to collide if, if you have someone that just agrees with you all the time you, you there is something there is an issue yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. like like for example right like like let's take mark Wahlberg, right and, and i'll get and I'll, and I'll relate this to how this made like i'll give uh, me and anthony drag six for example right but but let's say let's say mark Wahlberg came into town and then Kobrick's like you know we gotta meet him in person. We gotta let's let's push back. <laughs> let's like, let's like, cancel yeah. him. <laughs> like he's interested. Let, let let's try to go get him. Right? You know, Drew's gonna initially push back and think, no, dude, we want. We it. need to do it. Right? Th- this yeah. is this is winning. So Kobe, once in a lifetime opportunity. Once in a, he's focused on the task at hand, interviewing Mark Wahlberg, and you're more focused on the idea 
of building a relationship with Mark <laughs> Wahlberg, right? And that's not to say that isn't wrong, but it just may not be right for the situation. And the biggest thing with influencers is we got to make sure that our romant- like we don't romanticize the task too much because it's important. You know, the idea that I was going to build something out of nothing, right? You need romance in that, right? But you do need structure, yeah. right? And, you know, people, you know, one of my other partners, my CTO, my chief technology officer, Anthony Malazzo, his big thing was, okay, you know, there's certain aspects that he'll push me back and slow me down. I won't, for example, we needed money way back in the day. So I wanted to do pitch competitions. He said, no, it's, we're going to, we can't do it. And I'm like, no, I want to win. I want to be in person. I, we're going to get all this press, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's do it. And he's like, no. We need to wait until, like, money will come. We just got to keep focusing on building our product. The money will come. And we can't risk, you know, showing off our idea when we don't have any intellectual protection. Mm-hmm. Come to find out that when we're going through this patent process, that if we had disclosed the product in any of those pitch competitions, our invention would be invalid. Wow. Really? Yeah. What's yeah. the reason for that? Um would inv- invalid maybe not the right word, but it w- th- there's a clock. So when you publicly disclose your idea publicly, you know, lawyery term, but once it's disclosed publicly, there's a clock on it. And as that clock goes, if you don't meet that like year or two year clock, your idea is just out there. It's just public information. It's it's, it's for everybody. Hmm. So for him pushing back on my romanticizing of these ideas of entrepreneurship, being out there meeting people and all that stuff, keeping me. Listen, we're just going to stay in the garage and keep R&D. By him doing that was the reason of our success here. You know, so, you know, that, that idea of, like, working relationships, you know, it's, it's really, I don't even know how we got here, but, but, but yeah, I mean, I just, I just thought that was, as soon as I heard that, that was, I, thought, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. No, yeah, man. No, no. So how does, so what's, how do you and Anthony uh, drag this? How, yeah. do you, how do you guys knock heads every once so, in a while? So if you call in, if I, if I, if you, I were to call Anthony Drag Six right now, he would tell me, and you ask him to define my uh, um, ideas of business, he would say that, I guarantee you, he'd be like, T likes to move fast. So I enjoy just moving, going, right? He likes to move fast, <laughs> right? Like now, this. This now, was this now, was an impulse. The reason thing. we are still using a folding table right now is because he likes to move fast. So 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 with fast, you know, you just you just gotta think of like a race, right? Sometimes it's okay to go fast. Like let's let's uh, NASCAR, right? Mm-hmm. Going around the track. There's a bunch of pit stops here and there, right? Now if you you know sometimes you you gotta. <laughs> You got to just go, right? If the guy's in front of you and you're going to lose this race, it's the last lap. You can't stop for a pit stop. Yeah. The wheel may fall off. You, know, you may lose a hubcap. You got to go for it. Mm-hmm. The, the race is there. It'll be won, right? Now, let's say you're not on that final lap, right? It's very important to take, you know. To take those pit stops. To take the freaking pit stop mm-hmm. because your car's not going to make it to the you're end. Right, I guess. And the, the, <laughs> the cool thing about you know, influencers dominant really focus on is, like I said, romanticize. So whatever lap we're on, we think to ourselves, this is the last lap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is, this is the final lap. And what Anthony Dragasix and Anthony Malaza both do, my CFM, my CTO, they both do the best thing, which is they give perspective. They make sure that, that they tell me that, you know, whatever race we're doing, patent, finance, blah, 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 that what lap we're on. Right. They, they, they're, they're keeping you in check. They're keeping me in check. 
And that's what you, I assume that. I, I always call, say it, I'm a devil's advocate. You know? he's, he's, like to, he's, he's, he's quality control. I like to sit <laughs> no. here and, yeah. and say it out loud so, multiple so, times. So, the key, so when you look at that disc chart, right, dominant, influencer, steady, compliant. When you look at compliant, the definition of compliant on that disc is cautious. They like to evaluate stuff. Compliance typically good with that stuff. Like, you know, making sure, <laughs> making sure that the podcast is running, right, with the computers, uh, like people in finance going through trading, uh, engineers, just, just making sure everything runs, right, so that people like who are influencers can just go, right? Yeah. And it's really important to understand when you're on the last lap and when I need to move fast and when you don't. Like with press releases, right, I needed to move fast, and um, just start talking to people, like getting the quotes from the university president, uh, meeting with some of the other alumni, big some big donors, et cetera. You know, it was really important for me just to go, and I and I love that. But I wanted to do that. I wanted to meet these donor, other donors. I wanted to meet the university president. You know, the you know the associate provost, all, all these other stuff. Three years ago, when it was just an idea, I had to wait three years. Mm. That's not for me. That's from the other compliance in my team. And I tell you what, that was the best decision we've ever made. Best decision. When did um when did the idea of this start? So I have uh I have a photo I'll text you after. Um March third, twenty twenty was the first time I wrote it down. Okay, okay, uh, okay, I have okay. That photo. It may look like an eight year old drew it, but Hey but, man. Um, Is um do you do a lot of writing? Uh I don't. No? Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not a I'm not a big I'm not a big journaler, not a big not a big writer. I just I just prefer to be and I and I and I do need to, but I tend to I tend to try to be I do meditate in the morning. Okay. But I, I try to stay mindful and just be I love to be in motion, you know, from waking up till till I sleep. I just I don't really like the idea of relaxing and just sitting and you know, even the thing with journaling. Which I do need to do, but you know, uh, you know, mindfulness is really important. So, so <laughs> I don't, and I need to. <laughs> what is a what's a regular day look like from you from the time from the time that alarm co- clock rings to the time you hit the bed? So, I'll just I'm just gonna give you one of my days of the other week. So, so when I'm at school. So we do R and D at at the garage in our house. Um, so when I'm at school, Are you guys off campus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so when I'm at school, a normal day would be no at, at like home home. Oh, oh home home. home, home okay, home, okay. Home. So when I'm at school, I don't I don't have R and D. So so normally I'll wake up at it's like seven fifteen seven thirty, um, and then I'll you know meditate, shower, you know morning stuff, nothing nothing crazy. Go over to one of my uh, advice. So funny enough, mentors shout out Garth Patterson, Doctor Patterson, I should say rather. Doctor Patterson was the co-chair of our university science department. I heard about him, went up to him, just talked to him about my idea. Turns out this guy has you know over thirty patents. Oh, wow. Entrepreneur back in his day, he's just teaching just you know <laughs> just because of it. Um, and he actually decided to become director of entrepreneurship this this past uh, semester. And leave like the science department. Okay. Um, and pff, huge resource, right? Because now guys on my board mm-hmm. is a teacher, and his job is to help this. So it's like perfect. So I, I go in his office like eight, spend any time between eight, nine, ten. Uh, past one was you know I typically just you know review uh, 
you know, review, you know, like the press releases that were coming out, you know, what were we going to say, you know, the quotes, all that kind of stuff. And that takes you to like 10 and then from, you know, anywhere between 10 to two, I have classes. Okay. And then after that I get off and then I, I just I check on the team. So, you know, whether it's interns, you know, drags, uh, Anthony drag six, uh, Anthony Malazzo, um, you know, uh, any of the board members, et cetera, R and D at home. Um, you know, just, just making sure that, you know, everything is running, you know, smoothly and whatever problems, you know, need to come up, you know, I, I joke, say that, you know, I'm not really in, like, I'm not heavily in R&D now. I, when I'm home, I am, but when I'm at school, I'm just a professional facilitator. <laughs> um, I just need to make sure that the cog is running and, uh, you know, we're moving along, you know, just, just with any startup. Where's your team operate at, uh, at school? Do you so, guys, are you guys in like a... Yeah, so, so there's like this center. Um, for entrepreneurship, like I said, we have like a really big donor, um, and uh, he set it up, and uh, so we just use that. All, oh, awesome! We can. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, last, who who do you think through? I'm gonna say through high school till now has been your biggest influences to you. Yeah. Um. Probably um, Coach Barry. Okay. Since. Yeah, so a high school coach just, just taught me work ethic, right? The importance of work ethic and being part of a team. Huge influence. Um, my mother, she is a steady compliant, so the exact opposite as my influencer dominant. <laughs> but she still believes in me and understands, right? She may not get why I'm doing it, but she's still supportive. And to me, that's, you know, really showing love, right? When they don't even understand your behavioral pattern, but they still support. You know, that, that's Unconditional. Amazing. Yeah, right. unconditional, right? And uh, and then Michael Weisong, my, my board member, mentor, advisor, just showed me, showed me, showed me all these different ideas about, about how to pursue business, right? Just, just from the basic thing of, you know, how to communicate, right, when you're pitching. I remember when I first told him my idea, I sat down and, and, and I told him, and he goes, and I'm, like, passionate. I'm showing him, like, like this is the coolest product ever because X, Y, Z, and he just goes, that was the worst fucking pitch I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I'm, like, oh, why? And he goes, because you just, you just described the what. He goes, I get a million calls from new drugs saying that, oh, well, you need to be take us in your pharmacy because of X, Y, and Z. The what can come and go, right? Mm-hmm. The importance is the why, right? You, you can't pitch you can't pitch what. You gotta pitch why then what. Why who then what? You gotta pitch inside then out. You gotta start with your why. You can't pitch outside then you gotta pitch inside out. You know, you gotta start with your why. Like why am I doing this? Right? I'm doing this because I want to develop products in the service of others, right? Who's involved? You know, I got, you know, a new like, my father's a nuclear engineer. I got a nuclear engineer who specializes in heat transfer. I got a the top one of the top financial managers in the state. I got the CEO of a growing pharmaceutical company. I got an experienced um, chemist who's executed on multiple patents. I got brilliant students a part of this, right? Those people are the value. And you know how we're going to de- deliver in the service of others? We're going to do that by relieving pain with an orthopedic insert with the value added of thermoregulation. You know, explaining why to what is it's crucial in this business. Not just what it does. It's not just what it does. Why, why we're here, why we're doing it. Why do you need this product? 
Yeah, exactly. Right. Like how much, if, if I sat here, right. And I said, Hey, listen, Drew, I got, I got this insert that, that has, you know, like 10 different components, you know, the way we can make an orthopedic, it's, you know, this crazy design that, that we use this new innovative engineering technique with, um, you know, with our 3d printers and, and you know, with our slicing software on mm-hmm. it, you don't really care about that. You care about if I say, Hey Drew, I can relieve your pain. That's what I want to know. That's what you want to know, right? You got to describe the why, right? Cause, cause that's important. And, most sometimes I feel entrepreneurs don't understand the why. Um, when like, when someone asks me, you know, w- what motivates me, right? Not the company, right? This is aside from the company. What motivates me? You know, you know, those listening, Cobrick's uh, got uh, how many shelves is that? Uh, got one, two, three, four, five, five. Cobrick's got five shelves of phenomenal books, right? <laughs> from you know the Intelligent Investor. To, to training camp, to the lean startup, you know those are the ones that that I know of. But but he's got five. You said five? Yeah, I think he's got, he's got five, five got shelves. Five. five shelves of incredible people. You know, you know Jim Collins, Scott Allen, of people that have laid down a legacy, right? And I want to be in the pursuit of being a luminary figure amongst those stars. That's what gets me up in the morning. And you got to find your why because once you do, that leads to vocation and passion and all those different things. The commitment just loops back around, right? It brings you full circle. So understanding your company's why, your service's why, and most importantly, your why, you know, I, I think, you know, le- leads to, you know, great things. I think for me, that's one of the big things with this podcast and reading all these self-development and mm-hmm. self-help and business books, it, it's been one of those things that, I think one of my purposes is definitely, I was telling you about this, is definitely to teach, right? And I, I was reading a book recently, and it was talking about, hey, it, it doesn't matter where you're at in your journey. There's always X amount of people behind you that haven't even started yet. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be a necessary expert in the field. You j- just start teaching because you'll you'll grow as you learn, and everyone behind you will continue to learn with you. Yeah, hundred percent. My uh, one of my interns, uh, Nate Stricker, also plays on the soccer team. You know, great friend. Um, he's really grown this year um, in the business, and he uh, also runs a, a social media advertising company. It's called Eleven Digital. Um, just a side hustle for now, but but he's growing it. And one of the most important things was was understanding, you know, why pitching why, right? Because if you're like, oh, we got this template, blah blah blah, like they don't care about that. They want to know this. Hey, I can save you time. I can free up your day. You got kids? I can make you see them more. You know? <laughs> that, like, I'm, I'm just, like get, no, it's getting big picture, right? Not, not everybody wants the framework of your business. They want to know how are you, how, how can you, what's your pain point and how can I fix it? Yeah, exactly. You need to know your why. Yeah. Key, key aspect. Now, I'm going to reverse this. Yeah. Do you have any questions for us? Uh, um,. How long until you guys get Mark Wahlberg on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> After I this have, one, uh, I mean, maybe. What's, what's, yeah, what's God, this is a great one. And, hey, we really do appreciate you. Like, I know it's a short notice yeah, and everything no, like no, that, no. man. No, any, like I told you before, right, like reciprocity. Big, 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 big factor in, in entrepreneurship, right? Because if you can't show reciprocity, how do you expect to get reciprocity back from people? Giving you shall receive. Yep, 100%. And uh, 
no. So what's what's your guys um what's your guys plan for this podcast? I'm I'm I'm, I'm curious. You said you guys are thinking about like we have growing. another location that we're trying to move to. Obviously, so we get out of Nick's room here. Yeah, but, um, and, and, a studio and a studio and, and all honesty, studio. the other one is an attic as well. It's an attic. So business in the attic all kind of pieced uh, yeah. together. It's an attic to way. ourselves, so yeah. we have we can make the table as big as we want, make mm-hmm. whatever, and you know host up to four people comfortably and. Um, eventually do video podcast as well. Oh, perfect, yeah. perfect, perfect. So That's we, in. It's it's hard right now, like to record. I, I can't get you in the recording. Yeah, right. There, 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 yeah. It the just, space it doesn't here, work. The angles here. doesn't work yeah. with how we have it set up. Yeah. So, um, but overall, I think our big thing with the podcast is he hates writing. I love writing. This gives a way that we get to document what's going on in our lives, who we're talking to, mm-hmm. and how our business starts are going. Yeah, we create a mastermind group of people. Mm-hmm. We create people that are accountability partners. We have a podcast about our goals for the year. Mm-hmm. So anyone that listens to that can knows come, what we're doing. They, they can come check us at any time. Hey, man, are you doing what you said mm-hmm. you were going to be doing? Yeah, or how's this going for you? Exactly. Yeah, so they like we can get checked. For I think for both of us, though, it's teaching. Yeah. It's going to be teaching, expressing, and meeting new people. Mm-hmm. Drew may have never met you if this never happened. Mm-hmm. If I didn't read that article... On yeah. Facebook, yeah. I may not have called you that day yeah. and been yeah. like, hey, you know what? This could be a cool yeah. idea. Yeah, It's yeah. a connection point. It's a learning point. It's a teaching point. I learned a ton today, yeah. a ton that I wouldn't. In all honesty, if you are listening to this right now, some of the things that he said, it takes three to four years deep into your college education to even understand and receive from yeah. teachers. So yeah. I, I really – I think um, I'm really appreciative of what you had to say and what you shared today. Yeah. Um, it, um, so thank you. Yeah, no. yeah, it was great. I mean, you you gave us some great information, and you know the best part it's all recorded. So, anything we don't remember or anything you don't remember, you can always yeah, look yeah. back on this and yeah. be like, oh yeah, that's you know he was talking about that, and that's what that means. And yeah, yeah, I'll, I don't, I'll be happy to come back on whenever you guys. Absolutely. Whenever you guys hey, want. the next time I'm hoping we're in the new spot, studio, studio, some nicer, good. comfortable chairs, and we'll, have, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll all have new insoles and everything. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. hey, when when can people expect to see that? So that's a very good question. So I would say towards the end of summer, so okay. early, early fall, like that's when directly in store. Well, online. Um, oh, so so we could. That's when I could bring it in here and, and show you guys. Oh, okay, it. okay. Um, but like I said, you know, whether we're gonna develop it on our own, we're gonna take on another like another couple rounds of investment, or are we gonna partner with a bigger corporation? Have them buy the majority of the control. You know, th- those are questions that you know we'll approach. You know, as we move forward, just depends on the right fit, right timing. Obviously, me. If you ask me that, I would say tomorrow. <laughs> but, but you know, the compliance of my team, you know, telling me to you know, hold, hold steady, just a little bit more. Slow down. Yeah. So yeah. We're, yeah. we're on the turn right now. Yeah, Wait for that straight away. We're and on you can the go. Turn. Yeah, there's yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. T, thank you for coming on. Yeah, no um, and as for everybody listening, thank you for listening. If you are looking for a marine surveyor, you can talk to Drew. If you're looking for a realtor, you can call me. <laughs> if and, if and if your feet hurt, you talk to T. Yep, thank yep. you, guys. See ya.